0: is one of the hardest and most humbling experiences for a spouse or child. It's an experience full of emotionally draining challenges. Join me, Wanda Purcell, on my podcast, The Accidental Care Partners, as I bring you information and tips for caregiving from other family care partners and helping professionals. Please join me for the next 20 or so minutes. You'll be glad you did. Hey there! I'm so glad you decided to listen to episode 003 of the Accidental Care Partners podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Brady Purcell. In case you aren't familiar, the term care partners is relatively new, and it just lumps the caregivers, care receivers, and professional care providers all into one category, or actually onto one team of care partners. As I stated in earlier shows, I have been a care partner within my own family, And if you want to know more about why I developed this podcast, go to episode 000 for those details. Being a care partner is very stressful, as you all know. And so often we are so concerned about our loved ones that we completely ignore our own help. Surely we don't mean to, but our priorities are on other people. This episode is all about coping. Coping with the demands of providing care for our loved ones and finding ways to reduce our stress. Today, I encourage you to commit to caring for yourself, too. This is so important for the long haul. Once the season of care partnering is over, you will be left in the state of health that you attain during this time. Stress, as you know, affects us physically, mentally, and emotionally, so we need to incorporate practices that will keep us healthy on all fronts. Do you want to be healthy when this season is finished? I know you do. I can imagine you're all rolling your eyes at me. You don't think you can afford to take time for yourself. So I want you to think about it like this. If you were working out in the world, you would be allowed two 15-minute breaks during the workday, in addition to a lunch break. And you would likely have a drive time to and from work, well, especially pre-pandemic And then you would have evenings open for rest and relaxation and family time. As a care partner, you may have found that you barely have time to go to the bathroom. Be that as it is, you do deserve time to recover each day. Yes, I said each day. But it won't happen if you don't make it a co-priority to your care partnering. In other words, a trip to the grocery store does not count as a restful timeout. I have several options for you to consider when you're ready to make yourself an equal priority with your care receiver. There are many options that can address your stress. Some of the ideas I am presenting to you are things that members of my support groups have used. Hopefully, one or more of these will be a good fit for you. Before I get to the list, I want to remind you that whatever activity you choose... Give yourself permission to be totally immersed in it for the snippet of time that you have. That total concentration directed towards something you enjoy will help to fuel your caregiving activities. To receive the maximum benefits of your break times, you will need to be intentional about what you think about. I encourage you to pay close attention to the sights, the sounds, the smells around you, especially when you're outdoors. Think about what you're doing and seeing. Stay in the moment. This is a time of respite for your body and your mind. So first on my list is a nature walk. There are scientific studies that show how nurturing this can be, even if the walk only lasts 10 to 15 minutes. Before you re-enter the house, take a minute to stretch out your limbs, stretch your neck, roll your shoulders, Simply relax your body. You will reap the benefits of just 10 to 15 minutes outside if that is all you can spare. But of course, 15 to 30 minutes would be better. But feel free to start small and build up to a full 30 minutes. I used this many days when we were caring for my mom. They had a long winding driveway and I would step out and walk to clear my head and release a few tears if I needed to. My next suggestion would be sitting on your porch, on your swing, your glider, your rocker, or even just on the steps away from the scene of caregiving. This can be restful, but again, make it an intentional time out and enjoy the sights, sounds, and smells around you. Allow your body to relax and rest with a gentle movement. Do not use this time to make the grocery list. Take time to stretch out your limbs, your neck, your back, And release all the tension. Now this one is going to sound pretty indulgent. But it is an awesome option. Soaking in the tub. I haven't done it in years. But I hear it's still very effective. Use soft music and essential oils to promote relaxation. If possible, take a full 30 minutes to get the maximum benefit. Sadly, I didn't take time for it. But I can see how it could be beneficial for you. My favorite go-to was tending to flowers. This has always been something that is restful and completely mesmerizes me as I look at the beauty of the flowers and tend to their needs, and it's very restful to my soul. So maybe this would be something you might try. I have known many care partners who used art as their outlet. Sadly, art is not something that would be restful to me. It would be very stressful because I am not very talented. But there are options for all skill levels. And I have found a few things that even those who are nominally artistic have found very beneficial. And that would be adult coloring books. There are also beautiful paint-by-number canvases. And there's master-level painting. Um, If you're a novice, you can find any subject to match your interest. I take adult coloring books and pencils to support group meetings, and it is really amazing to see the calming effects. Try to keep things simple so that you have time to work on the art. Otherwise, you may find that all of your time is spent getting ready to do the art, and then your time is up. Another thing I found some of my care partners engaging in are things such as quilt making, crocheting, knitting, writing, photography. What I'm really saying is simply this. Take time to do something you enjoy without guilt. You are worth it. However, if you find that you are reacting negatively to your loved one due to frustration or stress, here are two suggestions I picked up at a recent social work conference that you might find helpful. The first option is to press your hands into a sturdy wall. And lean in hard. Push hard and feel your muscles flex as you allow the wall to absorb your frustration. You might want to step back and really lean into the wall. It should feel kind of like you're pushing a car uphill that is out of gas. By pushing with all of your might it helps to release all of that pent-up frustration and the tension that is collecting in your body. Another option for cooling your jets and calming your mind is to take time out to sit with that imaginary bowl of soup. You hold the imaginary bowl in your hands and you hold it up to your face and you gently blow as if cooling the soup before tasting. You blow gently out to the count of five. Then you inhale to the count of five. And you repeat this progression in to five, out to five, until you begin to feel calm. Now, there are a lot of things to consider that will specifically address your need for mental and emotional rest. And the first thing for this is sleep. Sleep is imperative for good decision making and for your disposition. Have you ever noticed when a child gets tired, they get cranky? When they're not sleeping, they're fussy? Well, We're the same way as adults. We just tend to not attribute it to lack of sleep. But it is our lack of sleep. So if you're not sleeping well, talk with your doctor. There may be options for you. I won't make any recommendations for any kind of sleep aid other than to say you need to have a good night's rest. Prayer and meditation can also be used to renew your mind and your heart. This can be very simple. Select your favorite readings and use them to focus your thoughts. You can use something from scripture. You can use poetry. You can use a favorite novel that you've read a million times that you're so familiar with that you just don't have to think too hard about it. Anything that can calm your mind and bring rest. I love to listen to music. This is something else you can use to focus your thoughts and it can be used to calm or energize you. So select your music based on whatever your needs are. But here's a word of caution for you. If you're listening with your care receiver, the music you choose can also influence their mood and their behavior. So be mindful of how they react to your selections. If you select music that they know, that they're familiar with, especially for the older generations, you know, the big band era, You may find that it really does energize them. But if you're trying to get them to calm down and go to sleep, that's probably not going to be the music you want to choose. So just be mindful of how it affects you and how it affects them. And if you need to listen separately or at separate times so that you get what you need and they get what they need, then you can always do that too. Now, I want to go back to addressing your needs for your body and As much as sleep is required, so is a balanced diet and drinking plenty of water. And I know you're saying, I don't even have time to go to the bathroom. How can I get enough water in to meet the demands? Well, I don't know the answer to that. I just know your body will be compromised if you don't take care of yourself. Junk food will give you a short-term boost, but it's going to be hard on your body in the long run. So give yourself permission to eat well every day. It may take a little planning. It may take a little preparation. But I found that if I do that once for the week, then the week runs more smoothly. I'm not trying to decide every day what we're going to eat or how we're going to do it. I already knew. And the prep work had already been done. But here's the thing I want you to remember. When you pause to care for yourself, you will provide better care to your loved one. When you're running on empty and full of stress, that will carry over into the way that you provide care. The way you speak to them, the way you touch, the way you address them will all be affected with how you're feeling in your own body and mind. So whatever stress you're feeling, they're going to feel. But on the other hand, whatever calm and peace you're feeling, they will also feel that. And that will be better for both of you. So I hope that you'll give some of these ideas a try and see if they help you feel less stressed and better able to cope with the demands of caregiving. That's all I have for today. You can find more information on our website, which is the accidentalcarepartners.com. And you can also find information from us on our Facebook page, which is also titled Accidental Care Partners. Um, Check both places for updates and maybe information on future support groups. Um, If there's enough interest, then we'll try to make that happen. Also, please help us connect with other caregivers who need the information we have to provide. And you can do that by liking, sharing, and subscribing um, in the buttons below. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, Show notes and tip sheets will be posted on the accidentalcarepartners.com website. And you can also leave comments there. Another way to reach me would be through email to carepartnerspodcast2020 at gmail.com. I will respond to you as soon as I can. And I will use your feedback to produce future episodes. So I really want to hear from you. So until next time, always remember, I know that caregiving is very difficult so be kind to yourself thanks for listening